0: Some teams are hard to beat, some teams you know you're gonna flog
1: Some days the ground is hard, some days you're playing in a bog
0: You check your tips, your dream team, then you read your favourite blog That's, That's why you're listening to Dad and Pod. Cars You sprint to get the ball, but when you're chasing you just jolt The
1: spearhead kicks a goal and then the cheers could raise the fog
0: And if you're best on ground then everybody calls you bog That's, That's why you're listening to Dad and Pod. Cars Dad and podcast. Yeah. Hello and welcome to the Dad and Mog footy pod. I am Dad.
1: And I am Mog and this smells like sausage rolls on a sunny afternoon at the teeth.
0: Even though it's really in the back room at about nine o'clock at night. Um, look, We've just come off a really huge footy weekend.
1: Oh, my goodness. Footy
0: here, footy there, footy everywhere. Uh, So, we're going to chat a bit about that. Uh, We've also got a special guest on a bit later. um, A Richmond player.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yes, I thought Molly
0: was going to elaborate there. But firstly, we want to have a discussion about the state of the game. Everyone says that the game... Needs to be fixed. Um, we're not so sure about that over here. What do you think, Moggs? Is there parts of the um, game that... What do you well, wha-
1: what do you mean by
0: fixed? Because well,
1: I'm a little Well what,
0: what I'll ask you is this. When you watch the footy, I'm talking about AFL at this point. Like, w- what do you love? What excites you? W- w- why is it a sport that you just love to watch?
1: Um, like, when... You know that time when Dusty broke free in Geelong versus um, Richmond in the the final. The final, I and he just fended off that guy, and he fell over, and then just ran down the wing. <laughs> Ended up being goal by someone, and yep. I think it was Prestia. Yep. Passed to Lambert to Prestia, so on so forth. Don't fall- forget Jack.
0: That wasn't Lambert. What? That was Jack, not Lambert. Really? Yep.
1: Oh wait, no. I was thinking of in the grand, f- I mean, the preliminary final. Oh, the prelim. No, no,
0: no. You're you're getting the first goal of the prelim. Yeah, I'm getting (laughs) it. So, you like football mashups. Yes. Can you hear
1: my muscles flexing?
0: (laughs) (laughs) You'll watch any teams play, won't you? Yeah. You enjoy it? I don't really care. Some games are more interesting, obviously, than others. They Um. So, some of the suggestions. So, what they're saying, a lot of people, is there's just so many... Numbers around the ball It's hard for the game to flow And it's hard yeah. for high scoring So
1: well, If they're suggesting to expand the grounds
0: oh, Then that's I'd say a su- no Because that's,
1: that's, that's a stupid idea
0: That'd be Well we need Waverly Park back That was a huge service yep. Service Service service, um, service No So some suggestions are maybe having zones Like every time there's a stoppage You have to have at least one forward inside the 50 oh, metres Oh that
1: wouldn't really matter like,
0: yeah, um, I, I know that Richie's is and kicking it. Sometimes it's training you play little games that have zones, but that's, that's more just about
1: getting us used to. Like, more where about to teaching.
0: Just, yeah, well, that is to actually stop everyone following the ball around. Um, but yeah, that's more of a, a yeah. tool, I would think. Yeah. Um. Yes, I, I don't know. I mean, sometimes I get it. You get five or six ball ups in a row, but I also think that coaches are. Clever at kind of finding new ways to do things. We've seen for years, like Geelong mm. in 07. I mean, you wouldn't remember that. They kind of had this great ball movement game. Then we had the Dogs a couple of years ago, or the crazy handballs, Richmond with the crazy pressure. I, my personal opinion is let the game go. Um, but I, I, I get what people are saying. Um, go with the
1: flow, people. Yeah, just get used to it. I wouldn't,
0: I'd want to... Yeah, let's not make any... Quick decisions, let's really think about this as a code.
1: Yeah. So, this. we'll watch
0: that space closely. Moggs, our footy weekend started on Saturday morning. Yep. kick for Richie. Um, And then Saturday afternoon, a pretty, I guess, special day for the football club that we love.
1: Yep. That's the Rabbitohs.
0: The Rabbitohs. <laughs> Richmond.
1: Forgot. Um. Yep, that's the Richmonds. They actually recently got a VFLW team. They did. Yep. The highest number was 87. (laughs) Yep. And I smell of Brandon Ellis because he had a kick to kick with me and that's nothing to do with them. It's something to do with the VFL M.
0: Okay. So, to put into understandable words what Molly's talking about, we went down to watch Richmond's women's team play their first ever game for points down at the Witten Oval, so a huge way for us to travel. That's sarcastic. Um, And, yeah, it was really exciting to watch. They had numbers, I think, starting at 51, going up to about 80-something. Seven. 87. They moved the ball really well. They held Western Bulldogs. They held them goalless for the whole match um, and kicked six of our own. I think Dixon, is it Kate Dixon, kicked four... Um, at full forward and... We
1: can learn, darling. I'm not it's sure right. who
0: the ruck was, but I thought she was fantastic. Now, we'll find out later in the podcast about those crazy high numbers because we actually... Um,
1: Have a player from the we'll, team. We,
0: we got to speak with one of the co-vice captains during the week. And um, so, we'll, we'll chat a bit more about that game later, but it was really exciting.
1: I co-vice.
0: Yeah, not vice... Yeah, co-vice captain. So... Uh, played with a red ball, which the game That's ended in light. Silly. Couldn't see the ball towards the end. I so, thought
1: someone's hair was the ball.
0: <laughs> you, you, that, that actually happened. Uh, we stuck around and watched a little bit of the VFL men's. Uh, so Brandon Ellis was playing in the game after that.
1: I don't know why he's been dropped.
0: Well, his form hasn't been terrible, but there's been players playing better. But uh, look, Richie, Richie just wandered up to him at one point.
1: Say, hi. And then he was like, I mean, Brandon Nelson was like, hey, what's your name? And then she was like, Richmond. And then Brando was like, oh, that's sick. (laughs) He actually said that.
0: He did. And then he had had a kick to kick. Yeah. For a good three or four minutes, he had a kick with you guys. Now, you said his kicking wasn't that great.
1: He did have a coffee in his hand, but that's
0: different. <laughs> I think it made, well, it made your day, but Richie had come back like he'd... Seen Santa. Seen Santa and the Easter Bunny. In a car. You played a game on Sunday. <laughs> How'd you go?
1: I kicked two goals and two points, yeah.
0: Uh, now, I was, I, I loved it. I got to be the runner. I, get, I got to run out and give messages to everyone, encouragement. Was it all right having me out there? Yup. Yep. yep. Do you yep, remember yep. when I accidentally said,
1: go and get the ball, Molly?
0: Do you remember that? No. And I'm like, oh, really? I was so no. annoyed at myself. Oh, no, was...
1: I do. Because I wasn't standing behind the pack.
0: <laughs> but then the next contest, you went in and you did your first...
1: Fender! P- a
0: big don't <laughs> hug you. Oh, it was great. It was it lovely to watch. Good. It, it she good. She fell over, I think. <laughs> yeah. So the team had right another win. In the chest. Yep. Now your team has actually got. If you look at the the competition's goal kicking, they've three, got my stats wrong. Th- they got three players in the top five goal kickers.
1: They've got my stats wrong.
0: They they missed a goal, but that's all right. It's stop it. <laughs> There's it. volunteers running these things, Molly. How do you think you played yourself and as a team?
1: Uh, I think I did pretty well. I think my pressure was good and I think my running and my marking, my overhead marking was pretty good. I think getting the ball out of the centre was good too. Mm.
0: Especially in that last in quarter, you work. went kind of nuts doing that. There was that.
1: one player who was always sprinting down oh, the wing. Oh,
0: they had a number 43. Yeah. She was a gun.
1: But we managed to shut her down in the yeah. um, last quarter, I think.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, is there, is there a part of your game that you are working on or want to work on, or your coach um, wants you to work on?
1: I reckon. No. Ah, uh, what was it? Ugh. Using my bum.
0: What do you mean by using your bum?
1: Um, <laughs> basically, <laughs> <laughs> if I'm like shepherding or going for a overhead mark, I can use my bum and my back to Bit like of body work and my. Elbows. That yep. sounds bad, but
0: yeah, not in a to dangerous way. Clear them off, yeah, and cool. also,
1: um, if someone's going for goal and they're too far out, um, like you first to get away from your opponent, you run towards the goal, and then turn around and quickly run towards the player who's yes. kicking it.
0: And we just saw you doing your whole team doing a lot of that at training tonight, yeah. and
1: also just moving like off yeah. my
0: opponent. So, I think most people know Emma Carney's your coach and it's really yeah. great as a parent to kind of watch how she goes about it and mm-hmm. she just, she doesn't overload the kids, but she's just bit by bit. She gives
1: everyone different advice.
0: Yeah. So, people just beginning, she'll just and give also, them simple things and then, um, mm, yeah. I she's did, a teacher. That's how we teach. Yeah. You've got to differentiate you what you do. Did you
1: see my um, running and then kicking, like to Drew? Did you see how no, big I, I was kicking No, I didn't, sorry.
0: Them? Because I was on I a, kicked them from I was, the
1: wing to the centre. Oh,
0: <laughs> awesome. I was on another line having um, some it other girls me. kick to me, so I missed but, that. But, like,
1: I it was I was so proud of myself. Oh, good, you should be. And, yeah, it was very big.
0: So, yes, fantastic. Um, so, another game this weekend. It's Mother's Day. Yep. Now, your mum's actually playing her first game of footy this weekend. Yep, well, um, she's put her hand up for selection. So, pretty exciting that your mum's going to play, I'm pretty sure. A different Mother's Day than we're used to, but I think it's great. Oh, look, actually, before we go on, so we finished, you finished training tonight. Yeah. And you, you were having a drink, just you were having a nice relaxed drink. <laughs> yeah.
1: Anne? I Well, so basically, I was like, uh, Emma, we need new water bottles <laughs> because <laughs> these ones suck
0: because
1: <laughs> you can't get any water out of them. And so... She just went up to me and she was just like, well, if you squeeze really hard. And then she started squeezing the bottle really hard and it went all over me. And I started chasing her with the water bottle and spraying her.
0: Yes. Uh, <laughs> you two, uh, you're both really annoying in the yeah. best possible, most endearing way. Yep. That's <laughs> me. Um, so, the Tigers, we we <sighs> raced, basically raced from your ground. Mm-hmm. You, you, we went to see Richmond at the G and you were still fully in your footy uniform. Except for my except shoes. Except your shoes. What did you think? Interesting game.
1: Um, I think we went really well. In, except for like the third quarter, I think we were a bit tired. Yeah. I noticed, oh, I'm not sure if it was me or dad, but someone noticed that um, Frio wasn't out on the ground like That's right. They, so so at half time Richmond went out for a little warm up to like start the second half fresh. But um, Frio just came straight out and went into their positions. Yeah. Maybe they were doing something in the rooms or maybe like mindfulness. Well it seemed to I work. I know that some clubs do mindfulness yeah. at half time.
0: Well, whatever they did seemed to work. Um, they actually had us really worked out. We were looking pretty tired, and but that's they,
1: when they had- kicked four goals. I think. I think
0: they only managed three. I'm not sure. Oh, three or four. But uh, they number. had Sandy Lanes long down the line, so we couldn't kick it long. I
1: thought his name was Sandy Lanes, like, it's f- n- last <laughs> not last year, three, like, two years ago.
0: They had us kind of blocked in so we couldn't switch the ball. So And, and, look, and Sandy that's Lanes, our one
1: option to do, is to go to the switch yeah. down to Dusty. Have you noticed that he all, he's always there?
0: He, he is. And I don't know how he gets on his own. Uh, Dusty's just going at the moment. He, oh, yeah, I feel sure like he might be Dusty. just a bit sore. Yeah. and
1: I mean, he actually did have a pretty good game oh, last look,
0: week. Yeah, it wasn't terrible. And in
1: every game, he does at least something so exciting.
0: His pass to Jack Riewoldt. Oh, that, the, that on the, the lead? That was the highlight, yeah, because there was just players did everywhere. Did you see in
1: the first quarter, he didn't kick the goal, but he fended off Nat Five and then nearly got a banana yes, goal? he
0: did. <laughs> um, speaking of Nat Five. Fat knife. He he was he was, and I'm not just saying this because everyone else has been saying it in the news. Uh, I remember watching on the weekend just a number of times, being like, "Wow!" Like for a midfielder, his marking is just outstanding. Sorry, actually, and they played him in a ruck a bit. He's obviously tall. I wonder why? I mean, because Dustin Martin's not a great mark, but oh, he
1: is oh, contestant I don't think he mark. Is. I think he's a great. No, no. When he's in the goal square, have you seen? Contestant yeah. marks? No, not really.
0: Not really. No, seriously. Okay, well, my opinion is—I will show you. My opinion is that Dusty is not a great overhead mark, but he just worries players because once the ball hits the ground, he's just too strong. That five—Imagine how nerve-wracking it would be if you're a midfielder, and then that five goes to full forward, and he can outmark key position. Like, yeah, playing a mid—they need a few of him. One for the ruck, one for the midfield. One to plonk down Brilliant. forward. <laughs> so, yeah, look, the Tigers came home strong. We should have been a lot further. Terrible kicking for goal. It was a bit swirly.
1: It was actually, it wasn't very, very windy. It wasn't, like, windy at all. No, it was just,
0: like, but...
1: I reckon they're remember, used to the wind.
0: Remember when we walked in and before we got our seats, because we got in a bit late, I said, watch Jack's shot.
1: Hit the top of the goal. Oh, no, not that point one.
0: the Remember, he put it... Outside the goal, the right goalpost. post
1: oh, and, and that like was, was the goal. That was the goal, point, yeah. and
0: the, the, uh, That showed that no, the winning was ag- doing a lot. He
1: went for a banana and he hit the top of the point he post. He did hit
0: the top, and the VFL the uh, day beforehand at Richmond play hit the top of the goalpost as well. We're going to speak now with the VFL W co-captain. No,
1: co-vice captain. Co-vice
0: captain, sorry, Elise Hogan. So I hope you enjoy our little chat. Okay, hey, Mog. Who do you want to play for when you grow up? Richmond. That was my dream as well. Now it, it never happened for me. Uh, we've actually got um, someone online, Mog. Uh, she's played for Melbourne in the AFL, and she is actually now. I think I've got this right. Richmond's VFLW co vice captain, Elise Hogan. Welcome to the show.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys.
0: Now, did I get that title correct? Yes, that is correct. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I saw on Twitter you shared a photo of yourself as quite a young girl covered in Richmond paraphernalia and quite excited about the fact that you were going to play for the club that you grew up barracking. So how did it feel to uh, pull on the yellow and black on Saturday?
2: Yeah, well, it kind of felt like a long time coming. Um, that photo that I tweeted, I was six years old Um, I was in my lounge room in Mujura, where I grew up, and Mujura is a very long way um, from Punt Road. It is. So to to grow up in a family that's absolutely mad Richmond um, for generations and to be able to, I guess, live out that dream that not many um, girls really thought they could, especially when I was six and growing up.
0: Exactly. That was never
2: something that was possible. So, um, yeah, it was a dream
0: come true, which
2: is really cliche. Um, <laughs> no. But that's exactly how
0: it was. I, th- I think all football follow- followers who grew up with the same dreams can totally understand. So Mildura is obviously a, um, a big Richmond area. There's a lot of uh, Dale Waitman and um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Mark Lee, who are some of my heroes, grew up. Moggs, you've got a question.
1: How did you become a Richmond
0: fan?
2: I was born into a Richmond family, um, so I, I couldn't get away from the yellow and black. Um, my mum is absolutely fanatical to the point where last year with the grand final, we yep. actually all had to watch the grand final at separate houses because <laughs> it was just a little—it was a little bit too much for everyone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, I, I understand. Um, yeah, we come from a
2: similar—had
0: no yeah. choice, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> we understand.
1: Um, who were your favourite players growing up?
2: Um, my favourite players—I loved Richie. Um, I loved how passionate he was. I, I had a woman Richmond jumper growing up and it was down at my knees and I used to run around my backyard and snap goals through the through the trees and commentate that I was richer <laughs> and tie my hair in a low pony like he did and when he <laughs> cut his hair I I kinda wanted to cut my hair too, but um mum said that's that's probably not a great idea. So, yeah, probably Richo and I just loved
0: all the players. There was um a lot of Richmond players with long hair back then and I agree, my hair long as well. <laughs> uh, after Richo, I share that understanding. We'll jump forward a bit. I'd like to talk a bit maybe about just growing up and playing footy. But firstly, now you played a game for Melbourne in AFLW. Was that in Darwin? Did I? Yeah,
2: so obviously with the first... Um, season, I didn't get drafted and, um, I was really disappointed that I didn't get drafted and, um, I saw the, all these girls living out their dreams and I, I wanted what they had and so I worked really hard and was lucky enough to get a spot on Melbourne's list as a top up player and got a game against Adelaide up in Darwin which, which was an amazing experience and something that, that I'll never forget and to be able to play in the first season. Um, of something that's going to, you know, carry on and that someone, some people are going to talk about yeah. um, as history. Um, it was really, really exciting. So I'm very lucky to be able to say I did that.
0: So what was it what was it like being in that, um, I, I know it's not fully professional...
2: Environment. Yeah, yeah. well, it was, true. It was really for once. Um, being a full-time teacher and living in Bendigo, I was up and down the Calder Highway um, three or four times a week. So yep. I'd leave, leave my class at 3.30 on the dot and get <laughs> down to Melbourne, have to train. Um, usually leave the club around 10, 10.30, get home at wow. 1 o'clock yep. in the morning and back it up teaching and then back in the car to go and train and then, you know, having to perform at training as well. Um, it's a lot harder than what what people see. People just see girls running around yeah. on the field on the TV and kind of... I did, I did that, but it's actually really, really tough. Um, and that, yeah, that's uh, commitment. People don't really see
0: the hard work behind it, but it's, yeah. it's definitely worth it. Now, I'm a teacher as well, and um, <laughs> I'm so tired after a day at school. So to <laughs> teach, drive for two hours, try, oh, um, you've obviously really pushed yourself there, and it's exactly what you're mm-hmm. saying about the hard work. I, I'm interested in your footy journey. I guess what I mean by that is how much did you play when you were younger? Did you have to stop playing at a certain age? How did you come back to footy if so? Yeah,
2: so I, I started um, Auskick when I was um, young yep. um, and I didn't play um, football. My favourite day of the year was always the girls football carnival at um primary school and high school growing up. That was the one day that I got to play. Oh. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. I was on a, from a basketball background, so I played semi-professional basketball um here in Bendigo. Yep. And um, kind of got really, I don't know, tired of doing the same thing um, day in, day out. So two years ago, I decided to go down to the Bendigo Thunder, yeah. uh, the local team um, had a kick with them and one kick led to a lot of other kicks and um, gave up basketball and had a look back and, um, yeah, just been really fortunate and lucky to have the opportunities that I've been given um, thus far. Um, I actually played VFL for Geelong last year. I only lasted seven games because I had a shoulder reconstruction, but when Richmond announced um, they were getting a team, it was kind of a no-brainer for yeah. me to... <laughs> come, and, come and play at Richmond, so the game on the weekend was my first game in 10 months, so oh, wow! I'm a little bit little bit rusty at the moment, so I'm just looking forward to playing some good, um, consistent football, and there's a lot of pressure with drafts for sure. and stuff and getting back in the league, so I think for me it's just being healthy and I'm loving um, being at Richmond, and if that means... Um, finding my sign and waiting till Richmond get their license I am more than happy to do that, but I just want to play um for Richmond right now and just play play some really good football so that's where yeah. I'm at, at the moment.
0: Fantastic. Now speaking of the Richmond team, Moggs you've got another question.
3: Who
1: are some Tiger teammates we can keep an eye on?
2: Oh there's a lot of girls running around there who are who are very good players. Um our captain Jess Kennedy um she she's a fantastic inside midfielder. Um, we've also got Alice England she's a she's a very tall ruckin.
0: oh rugby yes even. she was great on the weekend yes
2: um, she, she's uh she's got really clean hands Um, and she kind of doesn't play like a tall tall no. person so she she's really really handy um, Kate Dixon up forward she's four yes. four goals on the weekend she's very crafty around, around goals so she's definitely one to watch but I think the thing about our team is it's so even and we don't care, um, you know, who gets the disposal, or who gets
0: the goal. Yep. Um, we just have plays their role, which is, which is really, really exciting and fun to play. So, we were down there on the weekend and, yeah, as, as you said, it was a really even performance. It was um, – couldn't get a team sheet and most of the numbers seemed to start at about 50 or so. So, we couldn't really figure out who was who just yet. Um, yeah. But I, I did hear that – the jumpers are on their way with, I think, maybe some lower numbers. No,
2: they're, they're going to they're keeping in tradition with the VFL, so kind of a bit of on the stripe kind of thing. Ah, so, oh, okay. Yeah, the captain will wear fifty-one, so that's Jeff Kennedy, yep. um, and then it goes goes up from there. So when the AFLW team does come in, um, that's when those lower numbers will be rolled oh, which is kind of really cool. I think. Yeah,
0: that's great. That's good because we're in the stands. We were kind of scratching our heads. It didn't quite make sense, but that's um, yeah, I really like that. It's it's interesting. Isn't yeah,
2: I think I think um, when we kind of got told about it, it was kind of a really nice touch. Yeah. Um, and also one of our indigenous girls, um, Tash Bamblett, one of our first signings. She's yes. wearing the number sixty-seven, which is really a special indigenous number. Yes. Um. So it's been really, truly well
0: thought out. Yeah, it's brilliant. I love that. Now, do you know, I'm just interested as a Richmond person, um, is the jumper that you're wearing, is that the same design or do you know if you'll be just wearing a regular Mm -hmm. Richmond jumper? No,
2: I think we're doing uh, the same as the VFL men, so it'll be the yellow uh,
0: with the black strip. Oh, okay. So, yeah, Yeah. last year's premiership jumper. I'm
2: pretty sure they're on (laughs) their way.
0: Oh, great. Yeah, I, I heard someone talking about that they're on their way. Yes. On, on our podcast last week, so Mog's playing footy this year and her mum's just started locally as well. And we yeah, had I s- heard
2: that. You've got a football
0: family at yeah. the moment. <laughs> we do at the moment. We spoke about some just kind of funny or clever nicknames uh, at the club. So, Mog?
1: Are there any funny nicknames in the club? There is one funny
2: nickname. Her name's Ali G, but... Um,
0: her nickname is Rat. Rat?
2: Yes, and no one's really sure why, but she, oh. <laughs> she calls
0: herself Rat, so we all call her Rat. Oh, so she's given herself the nickname?
2: self declared I think, but uh, we're all rolling <laughs>
0: with it. Very good. Uh, did notice that there's also, uh, obviously, Richmond's uh, men's team has Jack Graham. There's Jacqueline Graham.
2: Team yes, team. no relation but um <laughs> both very, very good players.
0: We're we're nearly done. Thank you so much for joining us here. I was just, no uh, worries. this year. This week maybe I'll try. What are your I guess hopes for the season as a as a team, but maybe even personally this year?
2: Um, as a team I think I think wins and losses are welcome. Um, being a young a young group. Um, we're we're really focused on learning and growth. So I guess wins and losses they'll come, but we're building a really good co- culture and um everyone's really buying into into playing their role. So so I think we'll see more wins and losses. Good. Um, I like to hear. We're really we're really happy with the weekend and how that went. Um and yeah, everyone's really hungry for success. So um those wins will come and personally I think um, coming off a reconstruction, being out for 10 months, um, right. I just want to stay healthy and um, get back to playing playing where I was and where I know I can be. Um, that's just going to take um, game time and confidence and yeah, I'm sure that'll come.
0: Absolutely. Well, look, it was very exciting for us to uh, come down and watch the first ever women's Richmond team playing for points. Uh, we'll be trying to get to as many games as we can, as our own crazy footy schedule allows. Um, Yeah,
2: thanks thanks for coming, and good luck to you too, Mog. Oh, thank you. Who do you play this weekend? I don't even know, Dad.
0: You are playing Point Cook.
1: Point Cook.
2: Are they good? Oh, yeah, good one.
1: Yes.
0: Best of luck with the season. Um, Thank you. So thank you so much, Elise, for joining us. No
2: worries. Thanks for having me. Good luck
0: for the season. And we may speak to you again sometime. Yes,
2: absolutely. Let me know if you need anything
0: or anything from, from the girls. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks for that, Elise. That was really great to have a chat, wasn't it? And yep. How exciting to see our footy club with a women's team. I like that. She kind of almost chose to play for Richmond. like
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, the- that might
0: be an option one day, Molly. Yeah. Me and Wayne Campbell played our games on the first day.
1: Yeah, you told me that yeah. five
0: times. His was for the seniors, mine was for the Little League, but we both both played for Richmond. On the home ground. I kicked the point against Fitzroy. Yes. It was a great, great day out at Princess Park. Fishes. Um, So, it's Mother's Day on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Have you got something for mum yet? Don't say what it is because she'll probably listen to the podcast uh, So I thought our footy fan profile This new segment we're doing this year Let's speak to my mum, she's an Essendon supporter Alright,
1: let's what, do that
0: So here's my mother Hey Nana In this week's footy fan profile Go! Footy fans And footy supporters Footy dads And
1: football players
0: We love our great games Skin, or or shin, shin. and a footy fan we'll will begin, begin. Now.
3: My name's Joy and um, I'm an Essendon supporter and just really because my dad, Barrett Fressenden and, and um, so Red and Black was I think it was a team um, over in Western Australia, he liked the red and black, and the first year he came over here in the 50s, he um, he just chose who was going to win that year, and it happened to be Essendon, so he decided to follow them, so I guess I just followed him. My earliest memory really is, um, Well, I didn't go to the footy. Somehow that wasn't the thing for girls to do, or I wasn't. But uh, on a Saturday, go down to my grandma's place. I'd hang out with my grandma, so that wasn't all bad. But Uncle Merv would uh, come and pick up my dad with my cousin Ian, and Ian would be decked out in his red and black, and, and off they'd go to the footy, and I guess I'd hear all about it when they came home. Um... I never had a footy jumper, of course. You know the old thing, I guess, being a girl, um, and not even going to the footy. But I, um, I still have really good memories of those those early days of of footy. And um, I guess if I was going to have a number, I think back to Jack Clark, being a number one. And Ken Fraser, I can't tell you his number, but we used to visit this this lovely family friend uh, who lived in Essendon, was actually a Carlton supporter, amazingly, but she lived in a block of flats, and Kenny Fraser's grandmother lived there too. So we'd often say, say hi to her on our way up to uh, to visit our friends. So I, I just always liked Ken Fraser and his manner, just a um, good footballer but a nice fellow too. So he would have been my number if I'd had the chance. Uh, Currently, um, it's a bit hard to pick my favourite player at the moment because uh, we're in a bit of a team rebuilding phase and I'm still getting to come into grips with some of them. I do miss seeing Joe Watson out there on the field. I really miss him. But I've got a bit of a soft spot for Joe Danaher just because he is one of the Danaher's and I just love them as a family. Um, And just seeing the next generation coming on, that's, that's really cool. And he's just honest. You know, I just like that about him. I know he's not playing great. In fact, I think he's injured at the moment. But um, I just like his honesty. And I, I loved the time that uh, his, his dad and uncle, there was one match where the four of them played together. And just, you know, it's years ago now, but it was a big moment. So Joe Danahoe for me at the moment. The thing I love most about my club, I guess, uh, with... Um, we've come through a lot of adversity in the last few years and, um, and it's been a really difficult time I guess to keep supporting, not knowing you know, completely what happened and I tend to be the sort of person that gives people the benefit of the doubt and so I found a lot of it very painful um, And but I just like the fact that we are trying to pick ourselves up again and hopefully we'll never, hopefully nothing like that will ever happen again and we'll be the the cleanest and best club out there. Um, so I guess I like the fact that they they have picked themselves up and <laughs> it still could be a little way off before we have um, a really great club again. But I, I, like, the, I like their spirit anyway. Uh, I suppose thinking about my club and what they could do better. Look, I'm no football expert, I'm surrounded by them, you know, my my husband, my, my sons, my daughters, they all know a lot more than I do, probably my grandchildren do too, but um, we just need to start winning a few games, I think we need to start playing a bit more as a team, I'm not quite sure what's going on, but it seems that something is wrong there, we started off with such a great first, you know, win of the year and we sort of had so much hope and seems to be all falling apart and I'm I'm really not sure why. Um, but look <laughs> you know, footy's a funny game they say. So we'll see what happens next week. But I think maybe once they do start winning a couple of games maybe a bit more belief in themselves. But that playing together as a team I think that's really important and I think that's something the Tides did really well last year and um, their, their coats seem to be really good at getting them together and I, I think that that's something we need to do. My favourite moment. Now, um, I had to go back a few years, and uh, back to 1984, and uh, our, our daughter Marianne, or Mez, as some of you might know her, uh, she was only about a month old in a bassinet, and uh, Dad was around, and uh, we were we were watching the, the grand final, and the year before was the only time I have ever, ever been to a grand final. We had standing room only, David and I, and uh, John was being babysat somewhere north of the city, and we were there, and, and watched that terrible defeat um, by Hawthorne was 83 points or something terrible, and here we were, eight, 1984, and it looked like it was all gonna happen again and my dad got, he was so disgusted, he he just went outside and we've got a large garden, he's walking way down the back garden just to get away from it. And then the last quarter started and things started to change and the next thing I'm yelling out the window, Dad, come back, you know, things are
2: changing, come on. And
3: I think there's something like a nine goal last quarter and that was exciting and it was just such a moment. John, you would have been such... A little boy then, but I'm sure you were jumping up and down with excitement too, just because we were. Um, But yeah, Marianne, a month old in a basket. (laughs) But no, there was a great moment. And uh, one I shall cherish. (laughs)
0: Um, So it's time for our spoonerisms. Now, Mog's off in bed. Uh, everything was getting a little bit late. So, being Mother's Day on Sunday, I thought I'm going to do the end of this podcast with my mother. So, uh, Joy, hello.
3: That's me. Hi. Hi, <laughs> or darling. Mom, I should <laughs> probably
0: say. Um, and we just heard your lovely daughter introducing this segment with her song Words. Oh,
3: yes. yes. She's not bad, is she?
0: No. Now,. Sh- Dad won her over to be a Richmond supporter, um mm-hmm. but you put in some good efforts early to get her across to Essendon. <laughs> I
3: tried i have I do have a photo or two
0: There's photographic evidence, <laughs> but yeah, sorry we got <laughs> She's it She's only
3: about two mind you
0: <laughs> <laughs> indeed now um well let's it's a really family uh little time here because we've got our our um spoonerisms and um your son, your other son Pete. Number um, three child. Yes. Is uh the first person who's sent one on Twitter. Um and Mum, I think you've got his spoonerism. Cross
3: Scamperali.
0: Cat Scamperali. Cat <laughs> and also Bowie on your toot. I like that. Bowie one. on your toot. that's good. And And Major Modja yeah, an the There we go. There's an an old Essendon player. I think he was playing in that grand final you were mentioning in our footy fan profile section. Um, okay, so I've got one here from uh, Super Ten Kamish. Uh, he said, Great stuff from Hack Genry. Of course, Jack okay. Henry. Uh, he was sock in defense to claim this week's Stizing Ra.
2: <laughs> so I love it when I we like get uh,
0: those ones where in full sentences. And of course, our carryover champ Swisher. Can't Silda's coal wicking goes? They couldn't sit the hide of a darn boar. <laughs> now, Mum, you've got another one there from Chris Holland, or the song nerd. Disruptive
2: Dijon. <laughs> Disruptive Dijon, Of course, he's
0: talking about that pigeon that put uh, the Freo player off. Um, Smoking <laughs> Smoky. Smoky Dawson. Um, he wants to talk about the Ratch officer. Michael <laughs> Christian. Um, mm. We've got a couple more. and Nort, Koffer Joff. Of course, Joffer of Korf. Um Mum, you've got one from. How would you be? Hi, tribunal hearing. The tribunal and... trearing.
3: <laughs> did I get that right? Or you not? did? Yeah. Uh, tribunal did hearing, of course. I did, I did that pretty well, and the gate of the same.
0: The Gate of the Stame. What is wrong with the Gate of the Stame? <laughs> um, so, we've got to pick a winner, and Molly usually does. And um, you're probably not allowed to pick your son because it's a bit of nepotism. So, uh, with any uh, there uh, that uh, you. Uh, uh, Which one? Sorry. The okay. Digit. The Disruptive digger. So, Chris Holland, the song nerd, is our spooner of the week. Goes into the draw um, for the end of the year where the winner will receive a, a dad and mog badge. And I think Molly has said she's going to draw a picture of a nose. Um, <laughs> we're nearly done. Footy scatter grease. Um, so, we're up to letter E this week, Mum. Oh,
3: letter E. Okay.
0: Yes. So, starting with letter E, yeah. something you would eat at the footy.
3: Eggs.
0: Eggs. I like it. I think I might have uh, told the Collingwood Cheer Squad to suck eggs when I was a kid Um, I I was going to say egg sandwiches
3: well that was my next thought but yeah you can have an egg sandwich
0: and I'll have eggs I reckon I've seen people with boiled eggs in like
3: I used to take them for lunch with my little bit of salt and pepper that I could dip it in there you go
0: you really know what you're talking about Um, I know if Molly was here she'd say excellent pie excellent hot dog Um, I'm just trying to think (laughs) if there's something you could buy at the footy or Eating. Eat, eat, eat. Something you could buy at the footy. Um, eh. um, I
3: know the players would like to buy extra
0: time. Extra, t- extra time, they would. <laughs> um, oh well, well, I guess you could eat extra, chewy. You probably yeah. shouldn't, oh, yeah. shouldn't yeah, swallow it. Mm. Um, Molly likes saying endamame,
2: <laughs>
0: but I yeah, that's a hard one. Something you would wear at the footy starting with E. Something,
3: hmm. Something I'd wear at the footy. I'm sort of going down. Oh, gee, that's not easy. Um, um elastic. Um, <laughs> Underpants. <they're laughs> uh, elastic
0: top socks. <laughs> elastic top socks. Excellent. Um, some old Richmond supporters have the old SO tops. Um,
3: oh, oh, Essendon jumper. How Essendon, silly am I? Essendon beanie, exactly. Yeah,
0: Essendon anything, scarf, Essendon scarf. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. All of
3: those, all of the
0: above. Um, something that Bruce McEvaney might say uh, when he gets a bit excited about a player.
2: Excellent. <laughs>
0: yeah, excellent. Um, <laughs> uh, that's actually what I was going to say. Ev... Oh, yeah. Oh, um, like <laughs> ever? Oh, I don't know. I get stuck on this <laughs> game sometimes. Um, ever seen anything like it? I don't know. <laughs> <Struggling>. <laughs> <That'll be. laughs> okay, and lastly, something um, you might shout out when the umpire makes a terrible decision.
3: <laughs> mm. I am thinking,
0: you idiot, but you spelt like the sheep. Yeah, well, no, maybe, but yeah,
3: I'm a bit of a stickler for spelling correctly. Yeah, yes, so.
0: that's true. Um, ever had your eyes checked? Ever had your And have you seen the sponsors in the back of the uh, umpire's tops?
3: Oh, is
0: that Specsavers. Yep, OPSM was spec one of them, yeah, ridiculous.
3: I think so, yeah. Ever had your <laughs> eyes really tested? Fun. Very good. Thank um, you.
0: Thank oh, jeez, I've got to think of one now. E- e- he's been doing it all day.
2: That's
0: the one. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, thanks so much for chatting with us, Mum. This is the end of the podcast, so we're going to wave everyone off. Not the end forever. Um, forever. So, after this, we're actually going to chat about when we're going to catch up over the weekend.
3: That'd be really nice. We've i have got like to squeeze that.
0: it in somewhere because uh, I didn't plan on talking about this, but now I've got you here, Mum. I guess Mother's Day is pretty special for our family this year. Certainly um, is. Yes because I think a lot of our listeners are aware that you've very recently just beaten the big C.
3: Yep. Yes, it's it's been a really tough thing to have to deal with, but you know, the the support from family and friends has just been amazing and the love you know, yeah, there's there's been some lovely things that have happened that wouldn't have happened otherwise, so I'm grateful for them for that too, you know. And I've come through it. That's the
0: really great thing. That's exactly right. Of course, your granddaughter, who's usually um, right next to me doing this podcast, (laughs) she's now bald. And look, she's raising money for leukemia, but she also was very much, part of her reasoning was, uh, Nana's lost her hair, and so I kind of want to join her in that. So.
3: When I first heard she was doing... I just cried. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm a wuss, I know, but...
0: not I don't think She's 11 we
3: and just that... I think she said cancer sucks and she wants to do something about it. And, and yeah, she's right. Cancer does suck. And for, for many more that have got, you know, a much harder journey than I've had too. But, yeah, I just... Yeah, just love that kid so much that she's prepared to do that. And it was rather cool when we first... I think I saw her the day after she had her head shaved and we are yep. both a couple of baldies together, you know. Mine's starting <laughs> to grow back now. I've got eyelashes and eyebrows. Oh, uh, awesome. <laughs> and I so yeah. I was so proud of her and, just, and she raised a heap of money and, you know, yes. any money that could be raised. I mean, we'll be having the biggest morning tea here in a few weeks. I've done that for years and it was interesting to, to feel all that it, it, it sort of came back to me. There, there were yep. some things that uh, were given to me in the early days of this diagnosis, and I realised it's because of the, the fundraising fundraisers and the biggest morning teas and stuff. So that was a bit sobering, but um, yeah. challenging as well. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, I'm I'm glad we're ending the podcast, and it's not it wasn't by plan, but um, that's oh, life, isn't it? So yeah, we're unlike Molly when she's usually jumping around like a crazy. <laughs> maniac at this point, fog? we're going to leave you in a um, a very happy but, um, I guess, reflective note. So, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast, Mum. it been a privilege, darling. Love you. I'll see you on Sunday. Um, we've been Dad and Mog and Mum. And me. Great.
3: And Joy, Joy <laughs>
0: Um Have a great footy weekend, people. See you later. Bye. That's why you're listening to Dad and Mog Dad and Mox Podcast